When you live to ticket before you kick it, it's pretty important that you power your adventure with the right nutrition. Not just when you decide to take on the biggest physical and mental challenge of your life, like I did retracing the 1928 Tour de France, but also as a part of everyday living. Working overtime on a double shift, running the kids all over town to their sporting events, adding a few extra miles to your weekly hike, or getting sleep deprived with a hectic travel schedule. I'm proud to announce Bucket Nutrition is now an official sponsor of our podcast and just for you, giving a 10% discount on all Bucket Nutritional products. Go to Amazon.com and use promo code Bucket10, that's Bucket with an IT, 10, for a 10% discount on Bucket Nutritional products. Great tasting, high performance nutrition to help you take it before you kick it. It's 5.30 a.m., and this shock jock is about to return to the airwaves again, having been fired from his radio show nine months earlier. Menkow is no stranger to lawsuits and FCC fines. He's been handed dozens of them over the years, and this is not the first time he's been kicked off the air either. But this outspoken radio personality, known for his bizarre stunts, is ready to make an outrageous comeback. Why walk into the studio when you can just mail yourself to the radio station in a cardboard box, arriving just minutes before drive time begins. I mean, really, nothing could be easier, right? I knew I couldn't go back. Changes your you just put it out there. She said you've got less than a year to live. Just dug even deeper. Luck is the residue of design. Nobody else was doing it, so I couldn't. That was the turning point. Welcome to the Bucket Podcast with Phil Kogan. Every week, I talk to mavericks, disruptors, and innovators. People who ditch the excuses, swerve off the predictable road, and epitomize what it means to ticket before you kick it. I have been fined um, millions of dollars. So there is no free speech. It's like so many things in America. Land of the free, land of the free, land of the free, land of the free. It's brainwashing. Free speech, free speech, America, free speech. You don't really have free speech. Eric Mankow Muller is an American radio and television personality, actor, and former child model. He's won Billboard's magazine Major Market Radio Personality of the Year title more than once. He was syndicated into more than a dozen states, and he had a TV series deal. His radio career began while he was in college in a small town in Missouri, playing local commercials during satellite broadcasts of The Larry King Show. He eventually moved to San Francisco, and that's where he pulled a massive stunt that gained him national publicity and notoriety and got him his next gig, this time in Chicago. It didn't take long for his show to rank number one in 18 to 54-year-old white males, and his ratings continued to skyrocket for many years. Mankow is opinionated and rubs a lot of people up the wrong way, but his loyal listeners love him and follow him with a cult-like devotion. 25 years later, this Chicago shock jock continues to make waves, and despite high ratings, this controversial radio personality was fired from his mid-morning show after 17 years on March 6, 2019. But he's now back on the air again and continues to give the people of Chicago a voice. I caught up with him when I was in Chicago doing open casting for a new television show that I'm doing for CBS called Tough as Nails. I, I like that I do a radio show that's free for everybody. You're on a TV show that's free for everybody. Yeah, and, and that's a big thing for you, right? Yeah. The idea that you, you want it to be free and because you don't yeah. want it to be elitist, right? Is that the idea? Correct. I, I, you know, this show is for regular people to have a voice. I believe in free speech. I got the tattoo, free speech first. Yep. Uh, that has some symbolism, the American flag, the, 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 the two hands together. It's my relationship with the listener. And look, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not holier than thou or anything. But, you know, these trash guys that call, the truckers, the regular guys, and man cow, you say the things that we wish we could say, but we'd be fired. That's the greatest compliment. So why why the passion? Where where does that come from? Is it from your dad? Was it from your upbringing? Like, wh wh where's that passion come from? It's, it, you know, Phil, it's from meeting people. It's just from meeting my fans. Right. And um, do you feel like you're misunderstood? Do you feel like people, uh, maybe they hear a little snippet of your show and they think, oh, that guy is crass and... and and abrasive and well, and rude and you, you heard it today you did my radio show today yeah and you heard it from three different people yeah the guy that played potsy on uh uh happy days happy days and and uh the guy that's doing the uh, anyway they all say you're very nice yes. like shocking right uh i i don't get it 
Um, but I guess there is some blood. Look, the character of Man Cow is is a character. Yeah. Uh, it's a. Um, I had the number one urban show in San Francisco, Oakland, and San Jose. I created a format called Wild 107. There was a big debate over whether I could, this is 25 years ago this year, over mm -hmm. whether I could get anybody white to listen to me. Really? Yeah. I was number one in Oakland. So they didn't know if anybody, so the character that I did in Chicago is a phony, hey, every boss jock, yeah. what I would call a boss jock. Yeah. So that bluster, which is a total gag, uh, the tough guy is a joke. To me, it's hilarious. So, and, and, and for 25 years, whenever anybody challenges me, uh, uh, I don't want to fight, pal. It's a stupid show. Uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of a weasel in that way. So to me, it's funny. But anyone that takes it seriously, first of all, it's called Man Cow. Yeah. How do you take that and, seriously? And let's explain that to people yeah. who don't know, like yeah. where, where that came from, why you came up with it. Um, Stan Freeberg was a radio pioneer, and uh, he would do things where he would do soundscapes and add a lot of a lot of sound effects and you saw it on the radio you know oh my god the wires are breaking the six thousand pound tomato is dropping oh my god uh, what's in your glove box there oh it's a rhinoceros in my glove box you saw it on the radio you saw it on the radio so i heard those as kids growing up in kansas city suicide falls missouri and um that's what i was trying to do so i did a character called man cow and if a girl was thirsty, well, here, I can help. Uh, and he would unzip his pants and they would scream in horror because he had an udder. So then people would start going, you're the man cow guy. Because Herman Lipschitz, my real name, doesn't isn't memorable. <laughs> no, no. So that's how the man cow thing happened. Just people, I didn't pick it. It picked me. So do you think a lot of people tune in and, and they just take it all too seriously, what they hear? Uh, and they, morons. They, yeah. Morons. Uh, what I love is I've listened to you for 25 years, but today you irritated you, you me. You went over the line. Today? What, yeah. when, when did you wake? But, you know, I've never, I've never done – people say shock jock, but, uh, you know, I, I don't consider myself a shock jock. Shock jocks say things to be shocking. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, I'm a Christian guy. I go to church every Sunday. I uh, don't cheat on my wife. Those are shocking things right. to some people. So no matter what you no – matter, no matter what you say – you're going to be offend offensive to somebody. So, so how, why is it then you've got in trouble? Like, well, why? I got in trouble, and again, it's 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 the regular guy situation. It cost me two and a half million dollars, me personally. Yeah. Uh, some some glitch in the insurance; it wasn't covered. I had to pick up trash alongside the roads in San Francisco. Hundred hours or something. Well, a lot of a lot of time yeah. picking up trash in a in an orange uh, jumpsuit, like out of uh, Conquest of the Planet of the Apes. Jeez. And um, but but a guy was trying to get home. I was in San Francisco. A guy was trying to get home from L.A. to see his father who was dying of cancer. My father at the time was fighting cancer. Bill Clinton was getting a haircut. Many people believe he was getting uh, some loving from a woman. Uh, that's the story I believe. And the guy said, had Clinton not stopped me, I would have gotten home and been with my father. He held on as long as he could, and I would have been there when my father died. So I said, well, this is outrageous. So I went out on the, on the bridge, the Bay Bridge, and got a, got a haircut in a Bill Clinton mask. To make fun of them, well, it shut down traffic. And it led to hours of traffic, and people were quite upset. The judge said, "If Mr. Mueller, if you, uh, you know, if you ever broadcast again, it'll be from jail. Wow. So. And, and your point? My point was, how dare, and I don't care if it's Bill Clinton, if it's Trump, I don't care who it is, but power. Getting in the way of how, that. How dare they shut down everybody's lives because they're important. Right. Bill Clinton shut down, this is years ago, but, you know, shut down this the world for so many people because he needed a haircut yeah this this relationship with your dad which was cut way, yeah. way too short uh you, t you talk about him all the time yeah um i have a best-selling book yes a new york times best-selling book about dealing with the grief and why do you feel that it resonated with so many people you're, look your dad's still alive yes what i would do what i would do to have that and you've what said I, that many many times five minutes Five minutes, and I, I promise you, anybody listening or watching us right now, yeah. what, what would you give for five minutes? And by the way, not five minutes as he was then, but what does he know now? Right. What does he know of God? What does he know of, what, what is this afterlife? Mm. I would give everything I own for five minutes, wow. five minutes. But it's that feeling I still get, and, and uh, you know, uh, you, you just, you, you, I, I sometimes still reach for the phone. Mm. This was my rudder. For, this, ever, for many was, men. It was 1994 or 96, somewhere around right. there. And I mean, that's... I want to say 96. 96, yeah. yeah. And I, I know from, you know, I've been a guest on your show now for close to 20 years. Yeah. I brought my wow. dad in. And, I love your dad. And, yeah, and you, you, you had a... My dad always asks about you. Well, I... And I think because what yeah. he, he... He he heard 
like before I went in, I said, listen, yeah. when you meet Mankow, it's like a force. It's like this is not somebody like that you meet every day. This guy yeah. is a unique individual. And I said, just go with the flow and just let. And he did, right? Do you remember? Because yeah. oh. you were trying, you were trying to like get him off guard. Yeah. You're like, oh, Mister, so Mister Kogan, do you make love to Mrs. Kogan? You're trying to shock yeah. me. Yeah. And what my dad? I wasn't do? trying to shock you. Yeah. I went enough. The Kogans were still right. Well, he talked about making love in the garden. They like right. to make love outside. Right. And 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 you, I think you were kind of taken back, like because well. he's, you know, he was he came in with. Remember, he yeah. had his jacket on, oh, and yeah. he's a plant scientist and all of this. Plant scientist. <laughs> yeah, plant scientist. Yeah. And uh, anyway, to this day. And that was like 12 years ago that he was on. To this day, he'll say, so how's that friend of oh, yours, that, that man cow, you know? So I do hope you go And you're on in New Zealand? I beg your pardon? The show's on in New Zealand? Yeah, yeah. The so show's your parents on. are aware that you've made it. Well, made it. I, my parents have, uh, they, they don't, I don't know if they truly understand. The, and, and quite frankly, I kind of. That's great, yeah. Yeah, they, like I remember my wife called my mom to say that I'd got a, a job doing something and it was kind of. A big deal for us in the house right. you know and my mother was oh well that's lovely so yeah. i've just been in the garden and oh, i got great. all the plums and that's i've been, i've just preserved them all and so you know my show went to number one yes in chicago and my dad was here wow and he's fighting cancer at a place called the hancock building one mm -hmm. of the tallest buildings on earth and he was so weak he collapsed and um i sat down with him and people are coming, oh, man, cow, man, cow. We're sitting in the middle of this lobby, and he's crying. Mm. And he says, uh, I'm so sorry I embarrassed you. Really? And I said, Dad, you, you couldn't embarrass me. Wow. You couldn't embarrass me. We'll just sit here. You taught me how to walk. I can wait for you. Yeah. And um, he saw all the commotion around me in the show, and he said, uh, your show's doing good? I said, yeah. He goes, the music is horrible. <laughs> He goes, play Benny Goodman, play Glenn Miller, give, give them, if they, if, if they got to hear something other than this horrible rock, this horrible music you play. He said, and also son, and I don't have much time left on the earth, learn how to cut hair or do something because you're going you're, you're gonna to need to fall back on something. So, I mean, that's the way they thought, right? Right. I mean, tup, tup, we didn't have money for Tupperware. We had old Cool Whip, uh, right? We had old yeah. Cool Whip containers because they, they went through the Depression. Yep. Uh, so uh, my, my parents said the same thing yeah. to me. Like, go, jelly go, jar. We had jelly jars for, yep. for glasses. My mother yeah. to this day still collects containers. And you open up a drawer and that's all crazy. these containers fall out. That's crazy. Because they grew up in that right. very tough time where yeah. you didn't throw anything away. My grandfather had three sheds. And in the sheds were a whole bunch of things. Yeah. And those he knew where everything was. Right. And those things helped him fix other things because you couldn't just go afford to buy something yeah. new you had to fix it you're not going to throw away a good jelly jar right yeah but those Madness. people that have come through who came through that depression that that came through our parents right. generation and then the greatest we, generation yeah yeah so talk to me about you know I'm, I'm as you know i'm from from new zealand uh i love new zealand but i the opportunities are much better here for what i do in, in america and i sure. love america and i've fallen in love with this country and the people Talk to me about uh, free speech and and oh. something that you wear on your 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 arm, well, something that you're 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 so passionate about. What what does it mean to you? And and uh, is it changing? Do, do you you know what's happening with free speech right now? Well, uh, free speech is dying. The majority of um, just over the majority of of high school kids, according to a recent poll, was we should have fines for people that say things that make you uncomfortable right i sat with a group of canadians and um they they believe you should be put in jail if you say things they'd be very intelligent lovely people and it, they believe you should be put in jail if you say something that makes the community uncomfortable where where it becomes very difficult for people to get their heads around the yeah. idea of free speech is is who, who ultimately is making up the rules about what is acceptable and not acceptable, right? Yeah. Which free speech, it, it define free speech for people who maybe live outside America and yeah. they don't know what that means. What Look, does it I, mean? Look, I have been fined um, millions of dollars. So there is no free speech. It's like so many things in America. Land of the free, land of the free, land of the free, land of the free. It's brainwashing. Free speech, free speech, America, free speech. You don't really have free speech. Uh, and I wouldn't say it here and I wouldn't say it anywhere. I wouldn't say it to you off the mic, but there are certain groups I can't talk about because they'll destroy you and I won't work again and I have kids. Mm. So you want to know who's running things, Phil? Mm. Who can't you talk about? 
Who can't you talk about on CBS? Who can't I talk about on the radio? That's who's running things. And I'm not some weird conspiracy guy. There are just certain things. I don't. Wanna, it's not worth it. Mm. It's not worth it. There are fights I don't want to pick. Right. Uh, I had a guy that politically didn't like me, so every day he would file a complaint with the government. Every single day, no matter what. And he would say, man, Cal said the F word today. Well, I didn't, but I had to lawyer it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like uh, being so clustered. So you get bogged, bogged down yeah. In, in, yeah. in all of this. He, he said the F word at 7.15. The government would write me. We need the tape from two months ago. where he's, And then you have to fight it. And this was every single day. Um, he's since gone away. But uh, So free speech. And I want to tell you something else. What's happening now in America is it's all partisan. I don't like what you have to say. And you shouldn't have a right to say it. And, and uh, that's frightening to me. Mm. We have to protect the people that make us uncomfortable. How about yeah. that? Yeah. It's, it's the stuff you agree with. Well, yeah. It's the stuff you don't agree with. Listen, I'm a Christian, okay? And, Wait, and, and define that. Well, I, I, I follow the teachings of the New Testament. Okay. I try to. Yep. And I fail every day miserably, okay? I'm right. horrible at it. But I, I, I aspire to that. I, right. I try. And is that surprising to some people, do I you don't, think? I don't know. Yeah. But, but, you know, there was an art display where you got to walk on uh, pictures of—, of Jesus' mother, Mary. I'm not a Catholic, so. But, and you know, there was a, a cross upside down in Nevada urine. Publicly funded, taxpayer money. That's offensive to me, but it's freedom. It's freedom. You see what I'm saying? I do. Uh, I don't believe you should burn the American flag. Right. I think I should be able to punch you if I see you burn the American flag, but that's free speech. And that upsets people. You know, I have a lot of military listeners, a lot of military fans. Man, Cal, you're okay with them burning the flag? No, I'd like to kick the... Out of somebody that does that. Right. But you should have the right to, it's a free society. Right. And if you want to make a statement, fine. But the, what, what people miss, and here's what I'm trying to say to you, is I should be able to disagree with you. Free speech doesn't mean you say whatever you want. And uh, I got free speech. No, I should be able to counter. You see what I'm saying? I do. Okay. Yeah, I, I yeah. get what you, I get exactly what you're saying. I There's like a, every wackadoodle to have a have a, a point of view. I like everybody to be able to talk. That's, right. that's what I agree with. So for people who maybe misunderstand you yeah and like you've said before you've had people say to you wow they get like yeah. look I, I've gotten to know you <laughs> over the years I've seen the softer yeah. side of you yes uh, why do you feel like you're well what did they tell you Debbie Marcus is that the girl that's the woman I would go to that books everything yeah I'm sure she said be careful no they didn't tell you be careful no 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 Debbie is a big fan of yours no she, I know I know yeah. but I think she also says you know to whoever uh, you're going on that show he's cool but no, but I, th I think here, here's yeah. the thing. Your brain fires at a million miles an hour. You know, the first time I was ever on your show, yeah. I remember the speed at which you came in. And, you know, I'm calling from the other coast, right? Yeah. I'm calling from Los Angeles. And you're, you've, you're been, up, you've been up since 2.30. Horrible. You know, Horrible. and you come in and you're just like, Horrible. boom. And the contrast between, you know, you know what these radio tours are like. Yeah. You might do 30 radio interviews in right. the morning. I get to Mancow, I, and now I know you, and I know how yeah. it works. Yeah. And I know that you, the speed at which you're, you're moving. So I think with the bookings, you know, you talked about Debbie and, and who does the bookings yeah. at CBS. For I think <laughs> I think she knows that there has to be, somebody has to be ready for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? If they, they, they prep them. They tell them, oh, this, right. this, this is Listen, different. you've got to be ready for this yeah. because you are different. The speed at which you operate that board. Yeah. I, I've been... The control board. The yeah. control board on radio. First of all, it's very rare to see somebody who has a show operating their own board. You can't have t t time, timing. Right. That's a joke. You can't have timing if you... If you I got to be able to hit things yes. to time it. Something else I want to tell you about. The Chicago radio listener has less of an attention span than a goldfish. This is a fact. That's a fact. You have to grab them immediately. You have a few seconds. Think about you sitting in your car, punch, punch, yeah. punch, punch, and you move on. If I don't grab them, so I got you on from The Amazing Race. Yeah. You're, you've been sitting on hold for five minutes. Yeah. Phil, what do you got going? Blah, 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 blah. And then I hang up. Yeah. Another thing that people don't know. I remember that the first time. The first time course. I was ever. Everybody says you don't say goodbye yeah. on TV and, shows. And I didn't know what was. And I was like. Is he watch is he, TV shows? Go, hello, <laughs> TV shows now. Yeah, for some reason, goodbye or okay, and they turn it off. Yeah, goodbye, Phil. Phil and these long goodbyes. Yeah. Phil, hey, love you. Hey, man, great. You haven't Good got time. No, no, yeah. the, because the listeners turn it off. And yep. I'll tell you another thing. You want to know the number one word that gets people to turn off the radio? Goodbye. <laughs> no, the number one word. I don't know. This is great. You'll never forget this. Book. 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 Okay. I can never say it. You're dead. 
Phil Kogan's on. Phil, tell me about your whatever. Phil's got a book. The minute you say you've got a book, they don't want to hear it. Is that right? People reading. If they sent you reading, they turn off the dial. And the other thing is, Springer really had to fight this. Remember all the people yelling on Yeah. The minute you you, you just you, they turn off the radio. Everybody talking at once. Yeah. Also, if you don't identify who you are. Yes. So that's why I had to keep saying, this is Phil Kogan. People come and go from the conversation. Who is this? Who's this? They're talking about traveling, Italy, Japan. Uh, turn it off. No. You're, Phil you're, Kogan, we're talking traveling. Yeah. As a compliment, I just want to tell you that, the, the, again, the speed at which your brain operates and the way yeah. that you're able to move the board and the timing, as you said, because just right off the back of something, boom, yeah. you just pot something up. Where does all that preparation come from? Because I'm thinking, where just from just... years, and it is a dance, and it is jazz, and there is a flow. But to where it. did those clips come from, and who's prepping all of that stuff? For you? My, me and my crew. Uh, so, what time do you come in in the morning? Your show's I get up, on. I get up at two thirty every day, and we start it. We go on the air at five thirty. I get here around four a.m. And so, all the clips that you pulled today on your radio show, yeah. like and you were just—it's yeah, happening instantly. It's unbelievable, right? I mean, it—it it, it really is. I mean, you really yeah. are a master at, at what you do. Listen, I—I I went through hell. I started in 84, and I went through hell because other radio shows would, cheese, you like cheese? I like cheese for two hours. Mm. Cheese, what kind of cheese do you like? Oh, I like that kind of cheese. I, it's, it's insane. Mm. I get bored. When I'm bored, I cut you off or I move on. Yeah. When I'm getting bored, I think the listener is. And, and I was ahead of the curve because um, I was brought up on USA Today newspaper and MTV, so everything was concise. Mm -hmm. Long form doesn't work for me. And radio is, and now I, I was ahead of the curve, but I got beat up over this. Talk about one thing an hour, they would say. Yeah. Well, I talk about 100 things an Yeah, hour. you're jumping all yeah. over the place. Because if I get bored, I assume the listener's bored, well, and I move on. How how long does the average listener tune in to a radio station? In 15 minutes. Okay. 15 minutes. So, so that's what you're thinking about, yes. right? Well, what do, yeah. How much can I pack into that 15 minutes that's of, what I'm trying of, to do. of listening? Yeah. And and so where do you source your stuff from In you know when you come in at 2.30 and your team? Look, it's... It, you want to be the, part of the zeitgeist? I, I, I mean, that's the key I thing. Had the, I had the, this is so bizarre. I had the FCC, yeah. the gov governing body of radio in, for you too, in yeah. TV. Me, they, they, the FCC called me, the, and they were all on the, this is during uh, the Bush administration. Mm -hmm. How do you pick stuff? They said that. Yeah, how, how, do you, how do you decide what gets on the air? And I'm going to tell you what it is. Emotion. 100%. So you and the yeah. FCC, and, and um, they're just a part of your life. They've been a part. I mean, right. do you lose sleep over this? No, no. It hasn't been bad for a long time. Right. It was very bad uh, during the uh, Clinton years. Horrible. Yeah. Horrible. And I had, I had good cop, bad cop. I had a government uh, agency come and say, you have a license uh, through, through the government. This station's worth $125 million. You have a license? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, your brother does this, and it's licensed? Yeah. Your mom hasn't paid off her home, and... That's uh, mm. hmm. Bill Clinton's going to be in town for the convention. We would hate for you to say anything bad about him. Mm. And the message is, we'll take your station, we'll destroy your family, and you better play nice. So guess what I did? I didn't say anything bad about Clinton during that time. Wow. wow. And again, all Does that of make them, you angry? Uh, it is what it is. Yeah. But, but and, and again, you know, you want to go left and right. Uh, you want to go Democrat, Republican, all this. I'm telling you, I've been doing this a long time. I've been behind the scenes. I worked for the Fox News Channel for seven years. Mm -hmm. I've been with all of the, all of these guys are now in jail. I hung out with in Chicago. And here's what I'm going to tell you. And and people go, no, 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 they, no, they can't believe it. It's all fake. It's pro wrestling. I like that phony guy. Bill Hicks used to say that. Mm -hmm. I, I, I like that phony guy. It's, it's all the same. You really, you're dealing with all the same. Right. So. Do you worry about where the country is at right right now? Uh, yeah. What's going on? Yeah. I think we've forgotten what we fought for. I think we are forgetting freedom. And I think we are forgetting the guys that actually work for a living. I, I find the Entertainment Tonight culture, and I interview all these people, and you hang out with them, but I find the Entertainment Tonight culture to be absolutely frightening. What am I talking about? That somehow we care about, and I don't, I don't have anything against Angelina Jolie, but, you know, we care about her view. And yeah. her, what about the people that are actually out in it, in the trenches, working hard, paying the taxes, and, and keeping this all together. Do you remember what happened when, when Roseanne's show went on and people went there in droves, like the numbers were through the roof? All of a sudden, I think those that group of people that connected with her yeah. in, 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 in what she was saying, 
um, it, it was it felt real to them, and they went there in droves. Yeah. Just the idea that she was speaking to a group of people that felt like they were the forgotten people. Yeah. And and they talk a lot about the coastal elite. One of the reasons that again I want to do this tough as nails show is just to get to the wow. the guy who's digging in the coal mine. Yeah. Like and and he doesn't know what the hell's going on in Washington. All he knows is that the coal mine. Yeah. That all you know his grandfather and grandfather after him worked in is suddenly being shut down right and his job is being taken away and they just don't feel like they're being addressed you know that somebody in washington is making decisions about their world so i i, I don't know why i'm going here but will you allow me a, sure. a flight of fancy of course in la it's who you know yes okay so i know you and i know some other that's that's important who do you know in new york it's what school did you go to you're judged on what school you went to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then really the rest of us here in, in the middle of America is is forgotten. It, it really is flyover. And when I talk to, and I'm talking billionaires and executives and one guy that's now the president, uh, they, what, what are people in Chicago really like? What are they, they don't have a, they don't have a concept. People in LA don't have a concept of, uh, and of course most people from LA are not from LA, but I mean, they don't have a concept of, of, of what's going on here of what's going on in the rest of the country. And, and I guess we all do. We're all in our own little bubble. And I hope your show can, uh, can open some eyes. Well, I grew up where people talked about the pride that people had for what they did, their, their trade. Yeah. And it was like seen as a badge of honor that if you, if you were a really good plumber or my other grandfather was a good builder, that was like a real, wow, wow look at him, yeah. he's amazing. Yeah. And then we sort of got away from that and there's this whole idea that you've got to go to college to be anybody. Yeah. And to me, uh-huh. it, it's kind of sad. We've got, you know, there's not a trades deficit, but we've got people that, you know, should be in the trades, that yeah. we need in the trades and we just don't have the- And you make more money. Yeah, you so make many great these, money. So many of these, uh, uh, I, I have a theater degree and yeah. a minor in psychology. It's done nothing for me. I sent two to four kids a year to my school. I spent uh, $2,800 to go to my school, okay? Um, and and I, I don't think I got anything out of it, but I'll tell you what I got out of it. This is, this is what I do think. You know, I, I, a lot of these degrees, you're not going to be able to make money with them. But I'll tell you what I got is I saw they wanted me to be a number. Mm-hmm. They wanted me to be the last four digits of my Social Security number, I refused. Uh, and I got to see how the system works. So it was a nice buffer for me going from high school to the real world because you saw what a scam it all is. It was a state university, how it all works. I saw the football players, they took their tests and go, go, go. You don't have to do anything. You, you can play football. You're going to be good for us. They didn't have to take any tests. They, I studied and worried. And I saw how clicks worked and how all of it works. So it was a nice buffer for me. But as far as real world experience, look, man, I got out of, I got out of high school. I didn't know how to balance a checkbook. I didn't know how to get a job. I didn't know how to shop. They're not, you know, I learned a lot of esoteric stuff that I've done nothing with. Same thing with college. Real world skills. Yeah. Well, I, I, I came through that too with an education yeah. where we had woodwork, we had metalwork. I learned how to yeah. type. They taught you how to, like, yeah. the, the things that I remember the learning at school, the things that, 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 that were important were those practical. I got the metric system, so yeah. I am still messed up. Because oh, I got one year, we're not going to, we're going to be metric. That was oh, you got that new math for well, a year or two, and then I, they, oh. I got both. So, of that so as my well. schools uh, screwed me up real good. You yeah. said I just want the regular working class to be heard, yeah, and to get some truth. Uh, I have, I you know, you're going to have the movers and shakers in every industry in the business and so on, but you want to give the people a voice. That's well, Chicago just went through a huge teacher strike. Yes, and, I saw them protesting yeah. yesterday. Yeah. I think it was and. Uh, we took more calls than anybody else, and we just opened the phones. And you know, people that, uh, you know, they got to go to work. Yeah. And now their kids are going to be home, and so uh, both sides of the issue. You, you, I, I like that. You've uh, you've turned radio stations around. You've taken, you, you know, you've. I, I think even on this radio station, yeah. now that you're on, you were way down at Phil, twenty-seven Phil, or something. It's it's, it's oh, no no no, it is supernatural, and I'm not kidding you. It is supernatural. I'm great. I'm cute. I'm wonderful. I know this business. Yeah. You know your business and you know what a show can do. You you kind of have an idea of what Tough as Nails is going to do. You've been around. We were 35th when I came in here. We're now 5th. Okay? And how long has that taken you? Uh, it took 6 months. Wow. But it's supernatural. I mean, I prayed and and uh, I, I did a lot of praying. I'm telling you. I, I believe in prayer. Well, I've seen what you do on your radio station and one of the reasons I was so keen to talk to you is you've attained mastery. 
You've 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 got to a place where it's so second nature. You're like the the quarterback on the field where you see the play ahead of time. Like yeah. you know, and that's brother, you and me both. Let me tell you, the average career mm-hmm. is how long? Do you know it's seven years? It's seven on, years on on radio, on anything, on anything, anything in entertainment. It's wow. seven years. So you have three years to get going. Yep. You get noticed. You have a couple of years of success, and then you try to hang on, and it's over. You've so got fa- twenty five or thirty. Well, you? I started in eighty four. Eighty four. So, okay. so uh, thirty four. Yeah. Well, yeah, five. So I've, I've been very blessed, and you have to keep working, and yeah. you have to keep reinventing. And, and, and uh, how do you do that? And ego is a killer, right? Edge got out, E-G-O. Yeah. you got to get rid of ego. So and, uh, would people, do people, what, what's, how do you deal with people who maybe are critical of you and maybe misunderstand you? Well, is, are you are able like, to let it go? Opinions or? are like a-holes. Everybody has one. I'm sitting on one. Right. Everybody has an opinion. Everybody's an expert. The Yelp culture. Yeah. I mean, business, little business have been destroyed because one guy didn't like you on Yelp. So, look, the mass, look, I, I, I you know, I'm in mass media. I, I you know, I, need, I want people to listen, but the masses are asses. You can't let millions of strangers decide what you are. Mm. So you have to have a strong foundation, you yeah. know, and I do. What, what keeps you going? Like, what do my, you? And my biggest mistake, yeah. I want to tell you, my biggest mistake was not dreaming big enough. Really? I got everything I, I dreamed of. I can't imagine. Of. You, no, brother, I got everything I dreamed of. Everything. I but you could have dreamed bigger. I could have dreamed bigger. Really? And what stopped you from dreaming bigger, do you think? Um, brother, I, 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 a dirt road in the middle of Missouri. My nearest neighbor's a half mile away. I wanted... So I, you just I, thought I, that the ceiling was here and I, that was all that uh, was going to be. I saw Lost in Space. Yeah. And every year I take them to dinner twice a year. The, the, every year the crew is alive and they're friends of mine. Wow. And William Shatner is a buddy of mine. He was in my wedding. But... But, you know, and I want to have, God, to be in a big city, yeah. if I could be in a top 25 market for one year, I will have made it. And I can go back to the dirt roads of, of Missouri. And I'm here. Yeah. I should have dreamt worldwide radio show. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I didn't. Well, I, I, I just, I couldn't even believe I got into Chicago. And then to last, I, I, I still pinch myself. I'm just saying my mistake was I should have dreamed bigger. What, what, what has made you last? What, why, why is it that you've gone beyond the seven years and you've lasted decades and you continue I, I, to be I, able to move up the dial? I can tell you, I can tell you. Um, middle management doesn't... Look, manage, I, I don't know TV, but management and TV, yeah. your bosses probably all wanted to be TV stars and they couldn't do it and now they're in management. You met my bosses. They're all people that wanted to be in radio there's big thinking in 2019 radio am radio but they want they couldn't do it they couldn't do it they're failures at what i do and they don't understand it they don't understand me i bet your bosses have no idea they can't understand how you do it well i i will tell you this as somebody who has to go in front of a camera and has to articulate stories i i when i see what you do i can see the level of mastery like what you've attained right and you make it look easy so i can also see how people look at that yeah. and they go well, that, well how hard can that be well i mean how hard can it be to just- i'm sure everybody listens to the radio thinks they can do it yeah okay I, i'm their you know their unseen co-pilot and they think i could yeah. but i just say to those people sit in a room and talk for an hour yeah just talk about anything for one hour alone in a room because that's what i have to do yeah but but so my secret sauce and why have i lasted audience because I'm talking to them. I'm not doing it for the suits in this ivory tower. I'm doing it for the regular so people. So how do you stay connected to those regular people? I go, do you, do you I, go out I, to bars I, and you just meet people? And Every and, every night. Yeah. Every night, I'm out. Yeah. So my my, yeah. my question about just people having a voice, right? Yes. I, I believe everybody should have a voice. But to me right yeah. now, it just seems that with these platforms, the media platforms, yeah. there's so many voices that they're, it's becoming toxic. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. like a cesspool yes. of... And there seems to be a lot of... A lot more critiquing than creating. It's like everybody's got an opinion, and so yeah. they just get in there and they start bashing. I get so frustrated with it. You know, my dad would always say he he would always if I criticize something, my dad would always say to me, "It's easier to critique than it is to create." He says, yes. "Before you start critiquing somebody else's what somebody else yeah. is doing, why don't you create something for yourself?" You know, I wanted to do out of love and friendship. I wanted to continue the show and just open the phones off air Mm -hmm. and it lasted a day and I gave everybody access what happened uh this isn't man cow yes it is you're not you don't really live there yes I do you don't really drive that car you drive a Mercedes I saw you 
I don't drive a Mercedes. And it, it just got ugly. Mm. And I'm, whoa, whoa, whoa. And I hated it. Whatever. I, yes, everybody's a critic. Everybody's an expert. Um, it any, just it any, just seems yeah. to be like one of the things I loved about coming to America from New Zealand was in New Zealand, you have to really downplay your success. It's part of our culture that you never, we right. have this thing called tall poppy syndrome. Have you ever heard of that? <laughs> no. Okay, so imagine a field of poppies. I remember the poppies in Wizard of Oz where they all got, woo, yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> those poppies. Okay. No, but imagine a field of poppies. Yeah. And in the field of poppies, there's one poppy that grows up. Right. In New Zealand, in our culture, we call it the tall poppy syndrome. If somebody rises up above the others, thinks they they're it. better, they cut it off, right? What I found when I came to America, if you are successful, oh, they love that. People are genuinely excited for well, you and encouraged. Point. But the media also loves tearing you down. Yes. Well, I'm just saying that's what uh, that's yeah. w one of the things that appealed yeah. was it was okay to be successful, and people that's wanted changing. to lift you. That's changing now. America. I've noticed. Yes, yeah. exactly. That's what I'm saying. Is that now that more you don't deserve that? You didn't. You don't deserve that. Yeah. Have, Why don't I have that? Right. That attitude's changed, and I have the exact same thing you're saying except i got it from japan which is the nail that sticks up gets knocked down right and um in in radio in radio uh there's a reason you click through the dial and you don't wreck who are these people mm -hmm. they don't say their names and the it sounds the same all the time yeah because they don't want to pay a star they don't want to pay a star they don't want a man cow they don't want a quarterback they want a day and everybody's ratings drop and but it doesn't matter because they don't have to pay some guy mm. and you don't know him and he doesn't have power and he's not going to tell you what to do and he's not going to affect anything so that's why you listen to radio now and it's all bland the nail that sticks up the poppy that sticks up gets cut or beaten down mm. and so to to have an opinion to stand out i mean i'm in dangerous waters now because you you can listen to every show in chicago right now what do they stand for mm. What are the, but that's nothing. one of the reasons. Nothing. But that's one of the reasons that your ratings are, your yes. ratings do go up because people tune in whether they love we you or hate you. You are the poppy they can see. You, yeah. you're, you're somebody that they find entertaining yeah. and, and they want to listen to. But bland is the way, brother, as you know. Yeah. And, and I mean, a bland, no opinion, no. It's it's scary, scary. I like uniqueness. I like the oddballs. I like the freak shows. The thing I uh, really admire about you is that you take a real genuine interest in other people. My dad's a good observer of people, and he said that that was the thing he got from you. Like, you yeah. were genuinely interested in my dad. You were yeah. genuinely interest, interested in his life. And, uh, to interrupt you. Yeah. I just I just think about, you know, yeah, wh so what do you mean? What What is your point? What is your value? What is your, and you hear it from people the first time, the first things they say to you can find out who they are. Yeah. I'll never forget a woman came to me, she says, I have cancer and I'm dying. Why would you start with that? Mm. Um, I've had women, you know, I was molested. And don't, I, I just, I don't know what, I, I, I don't understand people that identify with the worst of their life. Mm. I've had horrible things. I'm sure you've had tragedy. Identify with the great in your life. Yeah. Fo I, I, I say to people, focus on what you do have and what you can do instead of what you don't have and what you can't do. And those are the people that I like to have in my orbit. Yeah. You know, I, I want to be around people who focus on the things that are right in the world instead of what's wrong. Your dad came in with a big smile yeah. and was an observer he was so, under this blue dome yeah right we're all together under this blue dome your dad came in and man he when is he going to be in chicago again yeah and he was i i want to know all of it and that's how and as you travel that's how you are and that's how i am yeah i take I, so much interest I, in people and yeah. everything happening around yeah. me and i care and 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 one of the first things that i do i i I did a show for Fox many years ago uh, called For Breakfast Time. I went to all 50 states for four years. And the first thing I would do wherever I went was, I, and I had, they'd give me a rental car, is the first thing I'd do is turn on local radio. Because yeah. I wanted to hear what the locals were talking about. Right. And it'd be right down to the, to, the, to the micro of this bridge. And everybody in town is arguing about whether they should redo the bridge or you you know, spend taxpayers' money to fix the bridge. So then I go meet the people that I'm going to, you know, talk to on air, and I go, what do you think about the bridge? And boom, all of a sudden you have a connection. So you're, it's the same thing I do. I, I call it Harold Hill from, uh, Professor Harold Hill from Music Man. Yep. What's the problem? Oh, it's the pool table. We got problems, my friend, right here in the city. <laughs> That's the, my radio show. Yeah. I'm Harold Hill. Yeah. What, what are they talking about? Yeah. So what is the hot button subject? Not what I want to talk about. What do they want to talk about? Yeah. But that that curiosity that you have. Yeah. And, I, and I, I have to eat it. Through. I have to eat it. The rest, no matter where I am on earth. Yeah. And I travel the world like you do. Not as much. 
because I got to work. But but I want to know what what is where is the greasy spoon? Where is it? The real people. Yeah. Eat? Where do you get? I real want coffee? your sandwich. Yeah. I want your real coffee. Can you? T- <laughs> Yeah, no, a couple of crazy stunts that you've yes. done before. Yes. First of all, you decided you're going to waterboard yourself. What the hell were you thinking? Yeah. Um, what was that about? I wanted to waterboard myself. Yes. To prove that it wasn't torture. Okay. Now, uh, we, we know what the result was. Um, well, but, maybe your listeners don't. Uh, yeah, but I want to talk about, first yeah. of all, what is waterboarding for people? They've heard about it. Maybe they don't understand how it works. How does it work? And. And well, he didn't, and he and you have to be at this angle. It's all it's all nonsense because people. So well, he didn't really get waterboarded because his head wasn't. Waterboarding is simple. You put your head back and pour water through your nose. And I want to tell you what the experience is like. Imagine you have a TV on your head, right? And someone's getting a plug going like that. So my brain was shutting on and off, and I thought, well, you can just you'll breathe. You'll it's. I don't want you to try it, but you can't explain it. What I thought it was, yeah, you know, they threw water in this guy's face. Who cares? You know, you oh, that stuff. No, it shuts off your brain. You can't breathe. You're, you're basically your whole system, the electrical system of your brain. I mean, it was being shut it's, off. It's shorting out, basically. Yeah. So, and, and what was the motivation behind well, that? Well, because they were saying all these poor people are being tortured. I said, look, if we can prevent another 9-11, who cares if they're pulling, if they're putting water down some guy's goozle? Right. Now, I do think it's torture, but I also think if you can save a few thousand lives or more, that's yeah. the debate. So it was your idea to get this done? You, you, you said, or did somebody suggest no, it no, to I, you? No, no, I wanted to do it because wanted I wanted to, to prove that it wasn't torture. Yeah, right. And I was wrong. Right. I was wrong. Okay. Got a lot of attention around the world. Yeah. Uh, interesting who treated me well and who didn't, media-wise. Yeah. Uh, I was buried alive in a casket for, uh, for, for three days. That I don't understand. Six feet how. under in a casket. No, there was a, 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 there was a hole for air, a I, tube. I don't know how the hell you did that. Um, and and it, was, uh, it was horrific. I, I, when I came out of there, my wife was doing a documentary for her college. She needed something. She heard me on the radio. She came and filmed me coming out. And uh, we met. That's how we met. So it was a great Jeez. thing. But Can you just explain that again? You're underground. In a coffin. In a coffin. Yes. Six feet Six underground. Feet on, like yeah. a regular sized coffin. Yeah. 70,000 people came and paid a dollar for charity. You hearing this guy? So, so, but I want to tell you, I got hypnotized. It didn't work. Um, Did I you have a, like a, 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 a emergency button? Yes. Yes. But l- let me, let me, let me, where did I go to the bathroom? In the coffin. Yeah. Yeah. What did I eat? I had some granola bars. And I had some water with me around the coffin, so it was it was it was horrific. So I, from the second I got in there, don't freak out, don't freak out, calm down, calm down, calm down, calm down, calm down. That's all. I, all I could do was talk myself into not. Now, they had a crew there, and it would take 15 minutes to get me out. If you have a heart attack or anything, it's 15 minutes. When it was time to get me out, it took hours. Because they had, so they lied to me. They had poured cement over me so that it wouldn't collapse and the people could stand there. So, so they had a jackhammer through the cement, which was excruciating. And then it took forever to dig me out. I, I, I honestly, I, mentally, that has got to be the toughest thing I have ever heard anybody. It was do. brutal. I, I, I was submerged alive for uh, for four days. Uh, that was um, uh, the same weekend that Princess Diana passed away. That's how I remember because I was ninety seven. Princess Diana. It was underwater um, for four days. You put yourself in a, in a off. box and my, got delivered. Yeah, yeah. This job, <laughs> yeah. I had uh, I had FedEx deliver me. Yeah. Now <laughs> and that was fun. But and, and, they, and, and I was frozen in an ice cube, which I thought it would be an an igloo effect. Yeah. But it wasn't. You're hot in there, so the ice melted, and so I'm sitting there in freezing cold water for four days. And people would come and look at me in this giant ice cube, walk around it, and give a dollar for charity. You know, you quite. Nutty, don't well, I? it's it's stupid. I'm a, believe me when I tell you, I'm amazed I was able to have kids because it was tough. <laughs> it was tough. Uh, the, the delivery thing was claustrophobic too. Wow! And like you know, they're lifting me on the truck and yeah, you are. That was you are a one year of ago. A kind. I shipped myself. <laughs> shipped. I said shipped. I you shipped it, yourself. I shipped myself. You did ship yourself. Yes. Was it an overnight yeah. delivery or three That's days? That's how you get everything in America, including ground, a new radio host. Ground so. or air. Yeah. <laughs> Oh wow! Okay. So I'd yes. like to ask you this question: Uh-oh. You're gonna you're gonna take a road trip. Let's say you're taking a road trip from Chicago and you're driving to L.A. Yeah, and you can take three people from any time in history <sighs> in the car with you. I have to say, my dad, right? 
I would. I'm but, guessing but, you. But would if have we're talking famous people, it'd be Jesus, Elvis, John Steinbeck. Wow. Travels with Charlie, that John Steinbeck book, yeah. where he tra- his last book where he travels America with his dog Charlie, and and he he meets people and writes about it, real people. All right, so yeah, your last day on Earth, man, cow. If yes. You, if what yes. would you do with it? If you, if you knew you were going to be living your last day on Earth, what would you want? How would you want that day to play out? Who would you want to be with? Where would you want to be? I'd want to be in my room in New Zealand watching your parents get it on <laughs> in the garden with binoculars. Uh, well. You know, I, I, I'd want to have final words with my wife and kids. Yeah. Be and with your wife and kids. My dad is, uh, my dad comes out of the, he's, he's dying. He's 62. Mm-hmm. He comes, he, he, it's, hospice is called, he's, the patches are on, the morphine patches, he's done. Uh, but he's fighting to, anyway, he fights to come out of it. And uh, uh, we're not going to end on a laugh line, we're going to end on tears again. And uh, he, you know, I'm holding his hand and uh, he says, different things to my brothers and my mom and he gets to me and so he came out of the drug so that he could be coherent one last time and then he knew he was going to be put back that under was and he wasn't it. coming back okay is that do you understand what i'm absolutely saying absolutely i do so he says um and son anything else no we covered it mm. i got it mm. and um anyway no we covered it how beautiful is that? No, I already know it all. Wow. You, and and those little nuggets, and you know, they they stay with you. And he was your your biggest fan too, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. And and yeah. that's yeah. So you know, and look, he lives with you. You can see it. Oh, he, yeah. You know, like yeah. there isn't a day that goes by you don't think of your dad, right? Yeah. Oh no, come on. Yeah. So and how cool is it that you have that? You know what I mean? Like yeah. Right in here, and you, I, and you I, got I, him right I here. Hope, I hope that with my kids, you know, they they yeah. Were, I, I've got two fourteen-year-old daughters. And just yesterday, one of them uh, rolled her eyes at me. You know, that's that's where our communication is. And and you think, you know, these silly things that my dad said all the time. Yeah. Uh, about work ethic and do this yeah. and do Finish that. Finish the job. And, oh, You're going to do it right. You know, do, do a job. Do it yeah, properly. Yeah. And, 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 and always send a thank you note. Yeah. I can't tell you what a difference that's made in my life. Yeah. A handwritten, handwritten thank you th- note. I, yeah. Same always thing thank I people. Yeah. And, and, a, and a thankful heart is always close to riches. Yeah. A thankful heart is always blessed. And so these stupid things he would say, well, you know, to me at the time, write a thank you note. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, table manners. Yep. Uh, son, I don't care Courtesy. if you eat with your hands, but you're going to need ta- table manners. Yeah. And I, and I came to, I was making $70,000 a year uh, in San Francisco and a three and a half million dollar job offer in Chicago. And I sat down with this guy, Jimmy DeCastro, and it was over, and he said, you know, I know man cow's a wild man. He goes, you have excellent table manners. I'm really impressed at your table manners. And and I called my dad. You were right. These things matter. So all this annoying stuff, I hope that with my kids, put your napkin in your lap, say thank you. You hope these things come back, that someday they get it. Man cow, people people listening – to the podcast all over the yeah. world they want to hear some of your radio show yeah. is there any way for them to tap into like find you online yeah. like how we're, do we- we're very we're very proud of the fact that you can go to siri and say man cow we advertise it and i was at a party in ocean city maryland uh with 300 people and how can we hear you i said it's easy there's uh siri play man cow man cow is a child model in radio oh play man they couldn't figure alexa play man cow couldn't figure it out it's m-a-n-c-o-w and a lot of the shows are online i have a podcast yeah. and, and you can find it yeah yeah man cow you are thank one you. of a kind and uh, i i hope i hope we continue to talk to each yes, other sir. over we the will. years we will i hope you end up in, in new zealand to see my mom and dad how, how about how about you do my show and you say off the air it's canceled <laughs> it's done amazing race is done do you remember this yes and I'm like, oh, I like him, and I like the show. Well, he'll do something. The next time you come on, uh, you've just won an Emmy, and the show got picked up after all, and you're off to the yeah, races. And, and so peaks at, and valleys. And we're at 32 seasons. I mean, it's and crazy. Can I say one? We'll end on something powerful here. Mm. I'm with William Shatner. Yeah. Okay? He's nearing in on 90. He's in my car. Favorite sandwich, a Subway sandwich with vegetables. I'm taking me a – Captain Kirk likes the Subway sandwich, just vegetables. He says, run it through the garden. And I said, why are you still around? So many of your contemporaries are forgotten. Why do we still know your name? And he's got his hand out the window and he does that thing. Up and down, up and down. I said, Bill, I don't get it. He goes, peaks and valleys. Peaks and valleys. And it's biblical too. Yeah. You don't stop in the valley. It doesn't say stop in the valley. Yeah. You, you Climb may back so- out again. You may sometimes be at the table with your enemies. Yeah. But you don't sit at that table. And he's just peaks and valleys. I keep walking. 
Yeah. You walk through the valley to get mm. back to the mountaintop, and that's what you've done. Mm. You've walked through the valley, and how many mountaintops have you had? Keep going. Keep going. You know, the, the analogy that I always use to people is I say, you get on a wave, you're out surfing, and you ride that wave, yeah. and it's a great wave. But what you know is that wave is eventually going to break, yeah. and then you got to fight your way back through the breakers yeah. to try to catch another one. Now, can I say, you got time for one more thing? Yeah. Your cameraman's giving me a thumbs up, so I think I can do it. Yeah. Um, the Dalai Lama. Yes. I interviewed the Dalai Lama. Wow. And I said, I'm a fighter. Did um, he come in here, or was over the phone? He was not here, but was in person at another location. Okay. And and I said, I, I keep... Oh, I'll give you another quick thing. I said, women, I'm married, but I just still feel lost. I don't... Yeah. And he goes, he held up his finger. He goes, ego. I'm like, wow, wow, okay, that really, and it may not work for anybody listening, but for me at the time, it was like a, like a concussion, wow. And then I said, I'm a fighter, man. I keep fighting, and I fight, and I, I, I get back up, and he says, stay down. And I'm telling you, fight, 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 and any room you fight to get into, you yeah. don't want to be there. And I would fight my way in like a bull in, like a man cow in the China shop, a bull in the China. I would fight my way in, and, and now... I'm celebrated, not tolerated. I've been a lot of places where I was tolerated. Yeah. And now if you just let it happen, right? Yeah. So it resonated with me. Yeah. So yes, I fight. Yes, I work hard. But I also don't want to be where I'm not welcome. Right. Does that make sense? It, it makes okay. perfect sense. Well, it, it also for peace of mind. Yeah. I think you want to be, you know, that, that's the whole thing too is as you get older, you just, you, you care less about what other people think and you just live in your space. I don't space care anymore you, at all. And you just live with, and, and then you just hang with the people you want to hang with. Uh, Dick Van Dyke, the day I got married, he's, he's in the studio. I said, you, you've been married, what's advice? He says, well, there's boundaries. Mm -hmm. And you choose. Is it prison? Is it Sing Sing? Or is it Disneyland? Mm. And I made a choice. It's Disney. Yeah, there's boundaries. It's Disney World. Mm. And that's what I live. You're, Thanks, buddy. You're, Always love seeing you. You are a unique individual. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, brother. Don't you think, Scotty? I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. To see more great interviews, go to philcogan.com and subscribe to Bucket with Phil Cogan wherever you get your podcasts. Please consider rating and reviewing us. And follow Bucket, that's Bucket with an I-T, on Instagram and Facebook. Also, follow me on Twitter, at Phil Cogan. Today's podcast proudly brought to you by Bucket Nutrition. Great tasting, high performance nutrition to power your adventure. Don't forget to go to Amazon.com, search for Bucket Nutrition, and use promo code Bucket10, that's Bucket with an IT, and you'll get a 10% discount on all Bucket Nutritional products. Just wait until you try the Bucket Booster with Manuka Honey.